Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is the 28th episode of Punchlines live here at the South Point Casino. I'm Alex White. I'm filling in for Frank Nicotero today. If you're waiting for Frank, though, stick around. We're going to have him on in 10 minutes. We have a packed show for you. We've got a lot to recap from yesterday and a lot to look forward for the week. Let's do a quick intro. Next to me, the Wizard of Odds, the man who taught me all that I know about sports and professional sports better. Kenny White is with us for the full hour. We've also got Ryan McCormick behind the glass producing today and behind the scenes. You can't see them. We have Ann, Devin, and Sean. Appreciate everything they do for us. So we need to recap everything on the hardwood from yesterday. We have Frank coming in, of course. We're going to talk college football, especially futures, see if there's any value still out there. Then on the second half of the show, we have Katie Mox coming in from CBS Sports HQ. We're going to talk all NFL with her. And then the last 15 minutes, of course, we're going to talk our favorite plays for the night. So let's get right into it. Let's start off from the moment we left the studio yesterday. And that was our excellent lunch choice. You want to take it from here? <laughs> yeah, Alex, invention. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the name. No, what is it called? I don't even know the name of the restaurant anymore. The sushi spot the here sushi spot. in South Point. Anybody help us out? <laughs> we both drew a blank on the name of it. Um, I think it's Zenshin. It's close. Best sushi in town, though, I'll tell you that. I'm bad. I don't remember my own name. That's the hard part about this this job, and I write everything down. You know that because there's so many different sports on, so many different names. And people, you know, I'm on CBS. We've got Katie Mox coming on, one of my colleagues today. She's great. She does amazing betting stuff. She does a lot of prop bets. And I and I do all this work with CBS, and everyone knows the names of the players, the pronunciations. I don't know, and I don't really care. I have a rating on every player, and that's all I care about. It's a numbers game for numbers. me. Um, I want to get the numbers right. Sorry, I don't get the names right, but uh, the sushi place here is the best in town. <laughs> it is Zenshin. It's funny. All right. It is Zenshin. Zenshin. So, Zenshin. I, hey, I was you know right there. Right when we walked out, you said, let's go to Zenshin. And oh, yeah. So, happy hour. They we thought um, we might miss it, but no, because it's almost the entire evening. There's only two hours where it's not. It's like 12 through 6, I believe, and 8 to close. Great sushi. Great yes. calamari. Glad great, that you great. Yeah, that well, we, we used to shoot the line makers here. Vinnie Mellula was on the show. Richie Bacheleri. Uh, Jimmy Vaccaro was here. Uh, we did that show for a couple of years here at South Point. And then after every show, we would go to Ascension for uh, sushi. So nice. that's how I know about it. Nice little tradition. Okay, well, let's go to some basketball recap because a couple games we had mentioned on the show yesterday some crazy things happened so ryan did you see this there was a big fight in the warriors timberwolves game so we had clay thompson and Jaden mcdaniels fighting on the court here so our guy who wears number 27 we talked about rudy gobert yesterday on the show he jumps in to pull them apart and then draymond green jumps in and puts the chokehold on rudy gobert Rudy Gobert was just trying to break the fight up. He wasn't fighting. Correct. There was no reason for Draymond Green to come in. A, this is to, two to minutes into the game. Hold. Come on. Two really? minutes into the game. The adrenaline isn't even there yet. Like, what is what is going on? What went through Draymond's mind? Yeah, we've got a clip right there. It is 0-0 zero, zero at that time. What? <laughs> Nobody How do you start yet. a game like this? Yeah, well, I guess Draymond's getting ready for his pro wrestling career at WWE. <laughs> yeah, That's Rudy. next for him. Rudy said after the fact that Draymond was just looking for an excuse to not play because he doesn't like to play when Steph's not in the lineup. So I don't know how true that is and how much of a back and forth it is between those players, but 
Rudy Apparently should have no said he doesn't lost. like to play because I'm on the court and defensively I'll shut him down. Yeah. Right. That's where I thought you were going with that. Well, so you looked into it a little bit more because this is the in-season tournament going on. They got a loss, so they could lose out on some money. Yeah, I finally found out the money. I told you yesterday that I handicapped the NBA this year for this sole reason, this tournament. And um, I love it. It's a half million dollars to the winning team. Runner-up gets 200000 uh, teams that are uh, in the semifinals that play here in Las Vegas, final final fours here in Vegas, a uh, hundred thousand to the third place team with fifty thousand for fourth place. But these guys are playing for half a million dollars. That's uh, really a lot of incentive. A half a million per team, per player, per player on the winning every team. player okay. on that team gets a half a million dollars. So that's a lot to play for. Well, your Lakers they rolled last night, one thirty four to one hundred seven against Memphis. Still feeling good about them winning this. I feel great about it. Uh, they're in really good shape. Um, they get into the knockout round. You know, LeBron James and uh, Davis are a great one-two punch. Um, I just got a feeling these guys would love to do anything more than anything is win this tournament. If they get to the Final Four, everyone from L.A. is going to drive up here, just like they do for the Summer League. Right. You go to an NBA Summer League game and the Lakers are playing, it's a packed house, and they're actually better fans here than they are in L.A. They show up early and they actually stay late. And it's a good sign because they got that win. LeBron played 23 minutes. He had 16 points and 9 rebounds. So it's a good sign when the other guys are stepping up. D'Angelo Russell at 24 points. And then, you know, usually when the Lakers are winning, that means A.D. had a, had a good game. He had 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 blocked shots in that game. A.D. should be in the prime of his career. He, he really should be putting up 25 and 15 every night. Um, I, I think it's just, you know, he's kind of pacing himself a little bit, but he's still one of the top 10 basketball players in the NBA. Can we slow the Lakers train right now? I get their 5-0 and at home, but this win was against the Grizzlies without John Morant. <laughs> like, this isn't anything no, to write it's home no, about. No, no, no reason to. No, that, that was not a huge win. You're right, because Memphis has uh, several players out for yeah. even they they have no, no Adams. Yeah. They, they're gonna. That was Those a two and a half Adams, point drop yeah. off to begin the year. So yeah, not a very good Memphis team, and they haven't played well. But I just think the Lakers are in a good situation uh, in this tournament. I think they will try as hard as anybody, not for the money, but for the bragging rights. Who was their first win against Phoenix? Phoenix. So they do have a win over Phoenix in this. Well, as well. It, Phoenix may have had Phoenix had at least Booker <laughs> out or. Um, no Beal. Beal. One of one of yep. the two are probably out. It was probably Booker. Both of them. That was out that game, but that was a that was a good win for them because it puts Phoenix behind them right. a little bit as well. All right. Well, I like I like Ryan keeping us honest up here. So, and then the Clippers, because I brought up the Clippers yesterday and about them taking some time to work together. They hung in that game the whole game. I watched that against the Nuggets, but you just can't count Jokic out, can you? You can't. He's the best player in, in the NBA. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna look back at. 20 years from now and say, wow, what a career that guy had. And we're going to look and he's probably going to have four or five MVPs and two or three NBA championships. That's how good he is. They're, they're probably, they'll be, you know, playing for an NBA championship this year, hopefully. That's what makes it so tough. Looking at futures to even look at the Western conference makes it really tough to even think anybody can take that team down. Really? Uh, it He's just such a great player. He does so many things on the court. It's funny, a good friend of mine, Tim Doyle, who does a lot of the CBS stuff for me. When I ran into him at the Super Bowl last year, we were talking about the Denver team. He said, there's no way they can win it. They don't play defense. And I thought, well, you know, he's right. They don't play defense. They're not a really good defense team. But when the playoffs started, they stepped their defense up and they played, they played as good a defense as anybody in the NBA. But Jokic, 
does so many things by his facilitating the basketball, finding the wide open guy, and then scoring 25 and 15 rebounds a game. You know, that's he's the best player in the NBA. So I might throw you off a little bit here. I want to know if you have your college basketball ratings up because I got very um, focused on football yesterday. I didn't even bring up college basketball, and we didn't even talk about the fact that we had con- Kentucky at Kansas, Duke at Michigan State, and Marquette and Illinois yesterday. So I want to see where you kind of stand with those teams. Kentucky almost had that game. I don't know if anybody else was watching that one as well, but Kansas ultimately, they came out, they won it. That Hunter Dickinson Dickinson, transferred from Michigan. He had 27 points and 21 rebounds for them in that win. It was a great pickup for for Kansas to get a a guy like Dickinson and his talent. Uh, Michigan, their talent level has been down a little bit the last couple of years. So for him, it was a great move. Uh, I have Kansas, the third best team in college basketball right now at Purdue and Houston tied for number one, um, identical rating at uh, 127.7, which my average rating is a, a 100. So they're 27.7 points better than the average college team. Kansas third. I have Kentucky number 16. John Calipari kind of did a rebuilding job. Uh, he had four or five players leave through the transfer portal this year, and uh, he kind of he's kind of trying to rebuild this basketball team. You might want to go watch those highlights and look, see what you think about Kentucky because they hung in there. I think they may move up on your ratings a little bit after that one. But mentioning Purdue, so they do have the best player in college basketball right now, so that helps with their rating, Zach right? Eady. And it's Zach Zach Eady. Zach Eady, yep. he was, he's there was the player of the year last year. Yep. The way Hunter Dickinson played last night, he's going to give it if he continues to play that way. He's going to give Edie a run for his money for player of the year. All right. Frank is patiently waiting, but really quick, because, you know, this is his show. Can we show what happened on this day? So it is November 15th on this day, 1956. Elvis Presley makes his movie debut. It was Love Me Tender. He went on to star in 31 films after that. I'm really stretching here, but, you know, anytime I have an opportunity to bring up Elvis Presley, I'm going to because he is a huge staple in Las Vegas after those movies. He went on to have a residency here at the International Hotel, which is now known as the Westgate Hotel. And there was a time in between that it was the Hilton, right? Yeah, it was the Hilton after the International. Right. Yeah. It was in between those two. Uh, International, Hilton, Hilton, and then Westgate. Westgate. Now yep. it is the Westgate. Yep. Yeah. Still is. Very good. Okay. So when you think of Elvis, you think of Vegas, you think of Memphis. Let's bring in Frank Nicotero. He is in New Orleans joining Nicotero. us. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is so wild. I'm a guest on a show that I host. This That's... is so wild. And you know, you're talking about Elvis. My mom is a huge Elvis fan. I'm a huge Elvis fan. And it's so funny because I'm here in New Orleans. This is uh, Lafayette Park, Lafayette Square, right behind me. And uh, the movie King Creole, which is Elvis's best movie, uh, black and white, the bad guys, Walter Matthau. And it has one of the greatest movie openings, which is right in the French, Mar- French Quarter. Oh, we lost Frank. Crawfish! Crawfish! That's the opening of King Creole. So I was just singing that last night on Bourbon Street. So funny you should bring up Elvis. That's funny. I always remember all the Elvis movies where he's on the river, the riverboat gambling. Okay, you guys are doing great. I watched the show yesterday. Unbelievable. I uh, hope you guys are having fun. But yeah, I'm here in New Orleans filming this game show that I host called Wait What Happened, which airs on the um, very local app, which is owned by Hearst Media. So it's a lot of funny little news stories. 
and I ask people questions about the news stories on the street here, and they can run up to like 200 bucks. So we're dodging raindrops here. So New Orleans is a little overcast and chilly, but we're having a blast. Yeah, Ann wanted me to point out that your hair is not looking as flush as uh, when you're in studio. Is the humidity well, getting to you? No. No, it's a little humidity. It's a little rain. Uh, I did shower today, and even though it's not one of my normal days, it's a Tuesday, right? Or is today Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. I'm really at a loss for the it is Wednesday, so it was, I was due for shower day. But yeah, so, uh, oh look, and you can see the crew behind me coming across the street, wheeling out the equipment to shoot our, we have two more interviews to do today. I think they're behind me coming across, I don't know, maybe not, maybe I was on the wrong angle. But anyway, uh, we're here in New Orleans, but I'm back Friday. I'm back Friday, we're gonna talk Formula One racing. And uh, yeah, there's the crew. So we've been interviewing people here today, right here in Lafayette, Lafayette Park. Nice. I love it. Wait, wait, what happened? <laughs> wait, what? Exactly. Wait, what? And if you look at the picture of me online, it's this. Wait, what happened? And I did this close once, and they went, "That's the picture we want." So uh, yeah, we're 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 gonna do a couple more here, and uh, then I'll be back Friday. But uh, are we doing the? Are you guys do your power rankings for colleges yet? Not yet. So I actually I haven't really told him. I asked Frank since he travels a lot. He's been to a lot of cities. Can you please give me your uh, power ratings for your top five cities in america so can you re re reveal those to us well i believe so so i mean we're at look i mean if we're talking major cities i think ryan will help me out in here i believe i went chicago number five i think i went new orleans or los angeles number four okay there it is five is uh yeah, yeah chicago. chicago four what's four what is four is four? los what angeles is three is new orleans oh i didn't recognize all the all the snow. Yeah, yeah with the go. mountain in and the then, background. Okay. Well, it's hard to say. And then New Orleans. Yep. And then Vegas. First number one. I mean, what am I going to do? I'm a kid born and raised in Pittsburgh. I did Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Of course I do it. The home of the Steelers, who are going to beat the Cleveland Browns with PJ Walker this weekend. So those were my major Just cities, but I know Dorian you're doing Thompson your college. Robinson. He's the starter. Oh, he's playing. Yep. Oh, DTR, the UCLA boy. Okay. Um, but you also, Alex, were wondering about my college cities, right? Yes, please. Would love to know those. Okay. Now, I did this list last night, very late at night. So, Ryan, you might have to help me with the graphic on this. But, I'm t oh, I remember number five. All right. So, there's reasons. These are big five college cities. Champaign, Illinois, home of University of Illinois. But also where I shot the first movie, I had a leading role. Well, one of the leading roles. It's a movie called Act Your Age, and it's on Amazon. And it's, 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 it's good. Mm -hmm. But I play the, the, I always have a flask on me. I'm the party guy drinking. My name is Vaughn, I believe. But anyway, Champaign, Illinois, we were there. Unbelievable atmosphere. So go Illini. All right. So that's my number five college city. Number four college city, Ryan, hit it. Columbus, Ohio. Come on. The horseshoe. Went to a game there. Changed my life. Unbelievable experience. Uh, but Columbus, Ohio, the Columbus Funny Bone was like the hottest comedy club in the country. I know you don't believe me. I worked with Bill Engvall there, Ron White, when they were coming up. And I was just an MC. Uh, so the Columbus Funny Bone, that's why Columbus gets the number two ranking, and James Buster Douglas is from Columbus, and it's only a three-hour drive from Pittsburgh, so I went with Columbus as number four. My number three college sports city, Mountaineers. Oh, the Mountaineers. How about them ears? Morgantown, West Virginia, another short drive from Pittsburgh. It was about 90 minutes. Got trapped there after doing a show, and I had brought some buddies with me, and we were in this uh, room they put me up because they put guest speakers in this room, and all of a sudden the snow starts coming down. 
And I look, and the woman comes in, and she's like, hey, you guys, this is a major snowstorm. We better get out of here. So we got in my car. That 90-minute drive back to Pittsburgh ended up taking about five or six hours. Had we stayed, we would have never got, we would have been there stranded for days in West Virginia. But Morgantown, they know how to do it right. So I love WVU. And then my next city, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, one of my first road gigs ever. I was playing the Lincoln Funny Bone, and it was the week, coincidentally, of the Lincoln, uh, the Nebraska-Oklahoma game. So everyone in my hotel was from out of town, were Oklahoma fans. But of course, I'm doing shows at the Funny Bone, and it's all, you know, Nebraska fans. Oklahoma wins the game. So I have to act sad at the club. All the employees are sad. The audiences are sad. Then I go back to my hotel, and then I partied all night with the Oklahoma people from out of town. Now, my number one college city. There's no college there. There's no college there. But it's a college. Oh, no. Oh, no. It wasn't Arizona State. Arizona State's close. But my number one college city is Lake Havasu, Arizona. Because spring break in Lake Havabrew was the best. <laughs> because all the colleges go there. All right? So there's a ton of colleges. Now, I shot a show there. 30 episodes called Pontoon Payday, where I was on a pontoon boat. We had drunken college kids on, and they could win like 500 bucks, which was basically food and beer for the whole week. So we were there for 30 days shooting in Lake Habibrew, and uh, we had colleges from all across the country. So that's why I call it the best college city in America, because everyone converges to Lake Havasu for spring break. So, And also, my grandparents were there when the town first started, when there was one stoplight in the late 70s. And my Uncle Gary still lives there. So those are my top five college city power rankings right there for you. Any that you're super surprised about? Those are, good. Those are some good ones. I, I, Austin, Texas, I think, is one of the best college cities in America. It, it's oh, oh, yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yep. You know what? I hadn't, you know, I've been there. Uh, I was doing warm-up, I think, on the X Factor. And I didn't go out as much as I should. I just went back to the hotel. I should have caught a little more of the atmosphere. So I never really think Austin the way I should. Damn it. That's a good one, though, Kenny. Yeah, you, you know, you got Lake Havasu, and then that 1A could be Mill Street, Tempe, Arizona. That is another okay. great area for college. Now, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So we were shooting Street Smart. So this is like 2001 show I hosted, right? And and they brought in somebody. All of a sudden, like, you got to get that guy. And I'm like, who's that guy? They're like, he's the star player for the Sun Devils. And it was Terrell Suggs, T-Sizzle, All-American, uh, and of course goes on to play for the Ravens and is going to go to the Hall of Fame, wins a couple Super Bowls. And probably, if you're a Steeler fan, you hate him more than anybody. So when my, my Steeler fan friends would be like, oh, Terrell Suggs, I hate him. I'm like, no, no, no. He came on Street Smarts in Arizona, lit it up. He was hysterical. And what we used to do, the people we interviewed on the streets who were our favorite, we'd bring them back for Revenge Week, and we'd fly them into the studio, and they could win some money. And it was right before the NFL draft. So he signed a football to me, which I have, Terrell Suggs football. And I'm like, man, it'd be so cool if, I, if you would play for the Steelers. He's like, no, no, he's going to Baltimore. And I'm like, oh, you can't go to Baltimore. He ended up with the Ravens. So Terrell Suggs. But we met him right down there on, is it Mill Avenue? Mill or Avenue, yeah. Whatever Mill it is. Avenue. Yeah. Mill Avenue. Yeah, Mill Avenue down there. So that is, you know what? I didn't put that one on the list. I'm glad you brought that up, Kenny, because that is that's awesome. Right. Yeah, that's 1A. De most definitely. Frank, yeah. you always have the coolest yeah, I mean, gigs. You know, I, I, I'm lucky right now. Things are going well. I mean, I, I miss the Punchlines crew. It's fun to be here in New Orleans, but it's really, this. I've been, this is probably my sixth time to New Orleans. This is the worst weather I've ever experienced. So it's been rainy and chilly, and all I've really seen is my hotel room, which I don't mind. Because uh, I've, I've, I've done the New Orleans social thing before. Uh, so I'm good. I want to I wanna be fresh when I get back for Friday for the big F1 weekend. And there's some of the crew right there. There they are. We're ready. There's Hannah. <laughs> Hannah's from Pittsburgh. 
She's from Pittsburgh. She's done every city with me. I know we pick up some locals. That's Pilgrim on audio and Rob, our camera guy. So, uh, yeah, we got two more interviews and then we're done. Uh, and then we do tomorrow and then I fly back and I'm there Friday. So now that you know the news, DTR is getting the start for the Browns. You still feel good about the Steelers? Well, what's the line? I know it was minus four Cleveland. Is it down to like two and a half? Two. Minus two now. Two. I mean, look, I was, you know me, I'm going to take the Steelers. I liked oh. four points. I hey, mean, Franklin, let look, me cut you Steelers off. It's even moved. It's even moved more now since DTR was named the starting quarterback. The game's now pick them. <laughs> the Steelers are a pick them on the road in Cleveland. Oh, is Bernie Kosar? Bernie Kosar playing? Who's their quarterback now? My God, that's unbelievable. They're a pick them. I, I, I swoop. That's unbelievable, man. I, yeah, of course I'm taking the Steelers. I actually kind of like them going in because we're finding ways to win games, six and three, uh, outgained in every game, but they find a way. And here's the thing. And I saw something they were talking about it on TV that, you know, Cleveland is now going to have to kind of play the ball we've been playing where they have to manage the game, right? You got a young quarterback, not experienced. So they're going to be playing our game, which we invented and we're good at. And, and then he said it comes down to coaching. Who's going to have their young uh, quarterback with not a lot of experience? Who's going to coach them better? And if you put Stefanski against Tomlin, I'm taking Tomlin every time. So I like the Steelers with the edge, and I can't believe it's a pick em. I love it. And you know I made that bet with Bill Sindelar on the show, whereas if the Browns won, I was going to have to wear a Johnny Manziel jersey. But if he, if the Steelers win, he's going to have to wear a Steeler jersey when he does warm-up for the show, The Talk, uh, next week sometime. So he wrote me today when the news broke. He wrote me his address. He goes, send the Steeler jersey here. So he's already <laughs> expecting a lot. So I don't want I don't want to get cocky, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, look, I feel good every Sunday about the Steelers or Monday or Thursday, whenever the hell they're playing uh, in the NFL anymore. But, yeah, I feel good. But a pick em, oh, boy, there's some parlay action there for me. Hell, yeah. It's also the lowest over-under of the week. 33 and a half. What is, oh my God, that's Iowa-esque. Yeah. That's a yeah. Iowa. <laughs> wow, 33? So you could do a tease, uh, though tease is for suckers, right? I, Boy, that 33, this is Jeff Parle's territory here. <laughs> Jeff will break it down better, but I don't know. Alex, what do you guys think on that over-under? Alex and Kenny, what do you think? I think 33 is a low, low number in the NFL. I, I actually went under 37 when I heard the news that uh, Watson may not play, so... Um, I do like it under, I would lean under 33 and a half, but I, again, I don't suggest going under It's just, just too low. It's just too low because you know, me as Chris Andrews, the sports book director says, Frank, you know, you're allowed to bet unders. Cause I usually just bet overs. Uh Oh, commercial for FedEx. Get that out of there. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I, there's no way I could take an under. Cause if I ever lose an under, I just get upset. I'm like, you idiot, but I'll take the Steelers for sure. You are allowed to bet unders. That's, that is for sure. That's what Chris Andrews said, Frank. Because I was in his office one day watching a game. I'm like, yeah, I was rooting for a touchdown. He goes, you're rooting for Kansas City. I'm rooting for points. He goes, you're allowed to bet unders. <laughs> Any oh, funny stories God. you want to leave us with from your New Orleans trip? You know, it's you know what? I, 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 was, I went to a, a Walgreens. Okay, I bring an Amazon Fire Stick with me, okay? And uh, I went and got an extension cord So because I, I forgot uh, it was too far to reach. My Amazon Fire Stick, so I can watch all my, you know, I have my direct TV stream, so I can see all my channels. And then I go back out, and there's a guy uh, that works at the hotel. He he stops me. I'm not making this up, you guys. I couldn't make this up. He goes, 
because you're the street smarts guy. I go, yeah. He goes, I follow you on Instagram. I said, oh, thanks, man. He goes, I, I, I go, what do you do? He goes, oh, I work here at the hotel. And I was about to say, well, I'm in town filming a show. He goes, I'm a contestant on your show tomorrow. He goes, and I watch punchlines. I'm not making this up, Alex Let's and go. Kenny. So this Out guy, the, Brian, Brian, this guy, Rashad, who goes by Shoddy, S-H-A-A-D, Shoddy. He's Shout unbelievable. Shoddy. He, he works as a Shoddy. He's the best. Shoddy, he's going to see this. I'm going to send him the link. He, uh, he is unbelievable. He was on the show today. I can't tell you what happened, but he's the best contestant we've had all week. And he's like, he, he knew, look, I get recognized for Street Smart still, which I'm thankful about. But the fact that he goes, I follow you on Instagram and I've seen punchlines. So Shoddy, because I told him he's a big Saints fan and he is a comedian. He started to stand up. I said, we're going to find him uh, next time New Orleans is on national TV. We're getting Shoddy as a guest on the show. Uh, I promised him. So we got we to gotta get him on. He's hysterical and he's born and raised in New Orleans. So. Yeah, so that was the funniest story so far, man. The fact that someone for the first time, write it down, Ryan, first time <laughs> someone came up and knew me from Punchlines and not Pharmacy Customer Number 2 from the Wishmaster or Sue, but for, from Punchlines. This so was that last made my night? Day and that made my week. Last night. And we'll he was already scheduled to be on the show. Year. There we go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> from your lips to God's ears. But... Yeah, no, so New Orleans is cool, but I miss my warm studio right now. And uh, I'm just glad Alex and, and Kenny are doing such a great job. And and uh, thank everybody for watching. And what are our subscribers up to? 616, what do we got? 637. Oh, my God. See, Kenny and Alex, you guys got some subscribers <laughs> yesterday. Because when I left, it was like in the teens or 20s. So keep going. Keep rocking. And uh, then tomorrow night, I'll probably watch the game on the plane. I'm going to hope that uh, the Bengals beat up the Ravens a little so the division gets even tighter. Very good. Hey, no Frank, you're the best. We appreciate your time. Stay away from those voodoo shops. Thank you, guys. This was, this was fun. All right, keep kicking butt, guys. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Friday. Okay, safe travels. We'll see you Friday. He is the best. So many game shows. I mean, the, the, he's toasted. I never heard of some of these game shows, but I love the name of this one. What? Yeah. What happened? That's great. Happened? Um, so before we take a break, we're going to jump into college uh, football. Yeah. Okay. And futures. First, I want to check, though, his top five pro cities. Yeah. yeah. Any that you would throw in there. I know well, you said Austin for college, but any for major cities. Um, San Francisco and San Diego are obviously all two, two fun cities. Um, he didn't. New York City left New York City. I know. That, he that's, did. Uh, there's you know, so much to do Good. there. Miami. It's another another great city to, to, to go to, yeah. Nashville? Nashville. I've never been to Nashville, so. Nashville's yeah, very never, fun. Never and never I actually really enjoyed Memphis. Boston. Boston, of course. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Boston. Yeah. Good city. Yeah, definitely. A lot, get, lot get of history. Yeah. A lot of history there. And it's a fun city. A lot of fun there. All right. Well, let's dive into our college football future. So here at the South Point, what they did is they grouped the college football teams, right? So we have three groups, and then you can also bet the field. So I'm going to tell you what the current odds are and who, which teams are in it, and I'm going to see if you are interested in any of these. So the first grouping is Georgia, Penn State, Texas A&M, Washington, Oklahoma, and Wisconsin, two to one. Next group is USC, Michigan, LSU, Clemson, Texas, and Utah, plus 190. Third group is Ohio State, Alabama, Florida State, Tennessee, Notre Dame, and Oregon, plus 160. Did you hear how my voice changed even when I got to that group? <laughs> and then we have the field, 100 to 1. Yeah, the favorite at, at uh, 160, the Ohio State, uh, Oregon, 
Um, I'm just going to name those two because well, Alabama, you got Ohio State, Alabama, and Oregon. Um, I have those teams uh, three of the top five. So plus a dollar sixty, I think is a is a is a pretty good bet to have three teams that have a shot to win the national championship. Well, plus Florida State. Plus yeah, Florida, Florida State. They, yeah, Florida they, State's they undefeated. I, undefeated. I don't yeah. know. I um, I have Florida State uh, ranked tenth uh, in the country, and that's basically because they haven't lost this year. Right. Um. But they're there's almost a touchdown below Georgia, Alabama, and and the top teams in the country. But yeah, that's it's still a team that's got a shot to be in the Final Four. So it it gives you that edge. So yeah, that that group's the best group by far. So we're gonna have to go conference by conference. We'll probably have to do that tomorrow. Because I know we have Katie Mox on deck. But really quick, so the standings, the playoff standings came out again yesterday. There was only one big change, and that was Georgia moves to one, Ohio State moves down to two, Michigan stays at three, Florida State at four, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Bama. Do you agree with that move between those two, Georgia and Ohio State? No, not really. Um, I, I, I am rated really close to each other. I don't think they should have should have taken a jump there. I think if anybody should have taken a jump, it was Michigan. They took the biggest jump in my poll. They, they're the number one team in the country now for me. Three points better than Oregon and Ohio State. They, they, they've they impressed me all year. They just haven't played a good schedule. But their size, the eye test was was telling me every time I watched them, the eye test was saying, this is the best team in the country. They, they're the best team in the trenches. They have great running backs. they got a quarterback that takes care of the ball and can score. They get They have an outstanding defense. But they hadn't played anybody, so that kept giving me this this thing in the back of my mind is maybe they're not as good as you know they look. My, I always trust my numbers more than the eye test. Um, but that win at Penn State, they they dominated Penn State, dominated the game. Really. Yeah. So um, they're, they're, I think they're the best team in the country. What about Washington being out of the playoff spot right now, the only undefeated team sitting there at the five spot? Now, Florida State – Barely escaped last week against Miami, but they're sitting pretty safely there in that four spot. They're undefeated. Yes, um, they're they're you know they're a, they're a really good football team. But again, um, I have them right now. Both I have them tied Washington and Florida State for okay. uh, ninth best team in the country, actually. Um, but still, I think they're a touchdown less than Oregon and Ohio State. I think they're ten points less than Michigan. I think Michigan would be ten over either either Washington or Florida State. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break. This is Punchlines with Alex White and Kenny White. When we get back, we have Katie Mox joining us for all NFL stuff. Don't go anywhere. This is Punchlines. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. 
After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back, everyone. This is Punchlines live from the South Point Casino. I'm Alex White here with Kenny White, and we are going to bring in our next guest from CBS Sports HQ, host and sports betting analyst. We have Katie Mox joining us. Katie, thank you so much for your time. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. And I got to say, after watching that commercial in the break, I'm ready to go to South Point Casino. You got ice cream, you got bowling, you got movies, you got gambling. I'm ready. Let's go. Well, hey, you'll be in Vegas soon enough, right? Here for the Super Bowl this yeah. year. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Um, and I'm so excited to be sitting with the White family yet again. I get to talk to your dad uh, almost nightly or, or weekly. So it's really nice to see you again. Now you guys are kind of on opposite sides. He'll be asking you questions. But I'm going to start it off. <laughs> Katie, some big news today. Deshaun Watson out with the season-ending yeah. surgery. So last week's headlines was kind of like we may have all four AFC North teams making it in the playoffs what do you think this means for the Cleveland Browns moving forward this season yeah well first of all you know one of the things and I think I've talked about this with your dad you know we were doing futures at the beginning of the season you know the AFC North has really proven to be the division to beat um, everyone except for the Steelers yet they still somehow are second in the division and have a winning record but that's neither here nor there at this point the Browns have been a pretty fun frisky team it's been very up and down for Watson you know his season is over after playing what just six games at times, he looked to be in his old form. If you look at that game against the Ravens last week, he was absolutely amazing in the second half, but he opened up the game by throwing that pick six. So it's kind of been a roller coaster for him. I do think that the Browns are going to regret not trading up for a better backup at the trade deadline because now you've got P.J. Walker and DTR, who I don't think are quarterbacks that can get this done for you. I mean, they could have got Josh Dobbs, the great Josh Dobbs, who's now killing it with the Vikings. I read in an interview that he actually thought he was going to be traded to the Browns. Um, I'm sure he's probably happy that he wasn't. Even Jacoby Brissett could have been available, who, of course, was with the Browns previously. Uh, when I look at this, I think it's lucky for Pittsburgh. It's lucky for Pittsburgh um, in terms of the standings, uh, because they are tied both at six and three, or actually maybe now the Browns have advanced up um, from them. Well, no, because the Pittsburgh won as well. So they're both, what, seven and three now. Um, but then also for this week, I mean, we've seen this line move down to basically just a pick -em. I do think that the Steelers' defense is very opportunistic. They can certainly get pressure with T.J. Watt. So whether it's P.J. Walker or DTR, um, this is going to be an ugly matchup. Yeah, Katie, I was really shocked that uh, the line dropped from four to two when they said Deshaun yeah. Watson was out for the year, and and everybody was figuring that that Walker was going to start at quarterback. Um, and the coaching staff then they make a decision to start DTR, and now the line dropped to pick. Um, I do have a little bit of a, of a of a difference in a rating between those two guys as well, but 
my feeling is in that situation, I, I always give the benefit of the doubt to the coaches sometimes over my ratings because they're there yeah. every day with these guys. They may have seen some progress in DTR that we're not seeing or, or we're not aware of. If they think he's as good or better than than Walker, um, I'm, I'm I'm just surprised the line has dropped as far as it has. Are, are you surprised it's all the way down to pick now? I, I am and, and I'm not. One, I didn't realize the DTR was the starter. So that is interesting that there's been additional line movement um, with that. And, and like you said, I do tend to agree more with the coaches in terms of they're around these guys every day. I just think that like who's scoring in this game, right? We don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be scoring in this game. Um, and then you've got these two formidable defenses. I, I would lean to the under, even though I'm sure it's quite low. Yeah, 33 and a half. Gross. I don't know that this game gets over 30 um, at this point. When you look at these quarterbacks and what these offenses are able to generate, and then you look at these really mean, I feel like we're going to see a lot of turnovers. We're going to see a lot of interceptions, which Kenny, as you know, is my favorite thing to bet. Um, and probably probably the under here. I, I could not back either one of these teams against the spread. It is really tough. Let's look at another matchup that we have AFC North, and that's our Thursday night game. We have the Bengals going to Baltimore. The Ravens are minus four right now, total 46. Do you like anything in this game? Yeah, well, this isn't, well, first of all, let's all just be excited that we have a good Thursday night matchup, right? It's been a long time exactly. since we've had a really good Thursday night matchup. Yes. Yeah, so like shout out to Amazon. Thank you so much for Bengals and Ravens. We absolutely need it, um, especially after this Monday night game where Josh Allen, I don't know where he is at, but this is going to be a fun one for so many different reasons. Obviously, you know, the AFC North right now is super tight. The Bengals actually out of uh, playoff contention right now. I expect that they'll get back in but it's a little bit interesting that way. Baltimore won the first matchup this season, uh, 27 to 24 in week two. But of course, that was with a banged up Joe Burrow. He has since recovered and seems to be all the way back. You know, both of these teams coming off losses. Baltimore yet again blew a lead late in the game, which seems to be something that they've struggled with for the last couple of years. I do give the edge to Baltimore in terms of winning this game. Lamar Jackson has a great track record against the Bengals. He's seven and one as a starter. Cincy, oh, they're going to be without their starting defensive ends. Obviously, wide uh, wide receiver T. Higgins still likely going to be out. And C.J. Stroud just lit them up. I mean, this past defense was demolished by C.J. Stroud. But... Since he has been winning the turnover battle all season long, they are tied for the lead in turnover differential at plus 10. And, you know, last week they were able to generate three turnovers from the Texans um, when the Texans had only committed five all season long. So I lean towards taking the points with Cincinnati. I just think it's too many. Four is too many for a division rivalry. I can see this game closing closer to a field goal, that three-point range. So I'll take the points with Cincy. I do think that Baltimore wins this game. And you got to take the under. I mean, unders are just hitting at like an astronomical rate at this point. I was reading stats last night. NFL nighttime games, unders 25 and 7 this season. They've hit an, in 11 straight night games. They've been hitting at nearly 70% since the start of last year. So until f further notice, even though these are two pretty good offenses and we've got some bang up um, on the defense, I'm still going to go under on this one. Lean Sensi, Ravens win, under. And then I got some week. I want to hear what your dad has to say about this. Yeah, a couple injuries on, on Baltimore as well. Marlon Humphrey is now doubtful for the game. Ronnie Stanley has been ruled out at tackle, and Trent Simpson is out. Um, so injuries both ways. Uh, th this is um interesting game. It's such a big game for both teams, and I know you do great prop work. 
Have you looked at any, <laughs> any of the props in this game? Have you bet any props yet? Yeah, so I know I said that I like the under in this game, but I'm still going to take Joe Burrow over one and a half passing touchdowns. He has thrown for at least two in each of his last five games, three scores um, in two of those five. Now, of course, you have to give a lot of credit to the Ravens past events. They have been stout all season long. I also think that Lamar Jackson is going to get over his rushing prop at four, three, half, and get that at minus 120. He's exceeded this number in seven of eight starts against Cincinnati, so he does very well against the Bengals. Again, this Bengals defense, um, left without two best riders. Sam Hubbard isn't going to be there, Trey Hendrickson. So I think a good rule of thumb, or at least a lot of rule of thumb that people are thinking right now is like, oh, he's going to not be under as much pressure. He's going to be throwing the ball more. I'm actually not so sure he's coming off of one of his worst passing games, just 13 completions against um, the Browns. So I still think there's going to be a lot of design runs for Lamar. So I am going to take him over his rushing yards at 43 and a half. And Kenny, you know, I got to take him for an interception as well. And, you know, Lamar has not had an interception in three of the last four games. But this Bengals team is just, they bring the pressure. They're opportunistic. In five games, they have picked off eight different passes. So I do think when he is throwing, he is susceptible. So I'll get him for an interception, but I like him over his yards. They did get CJ Stroud the other day, too. We're going to switch it a little bit. Let's, let's talk about your 49ers. I know you're excited after that three-game losing streak. By week, they get back on track. I have a question for you. Who do you think had a bigger impact in that game? Was it Trent Williams or Debo Samuel? It's Trent Williams. I mean, Trent Trent Williams is is the best left tackle in the NFL. As soon as he retires, he's going straight to Canton. I mean, his presence on the offensive line cannot be understated. And even when you look at this game, they consistently get attacked on the right side. And it's been like this for a year. It's a new year, but it's the same story for the 49ers. Nobody gets past Trent Williams and that right side is always weaker. Just having that protection and giving Purdy the time to make those passes was everything. So one, Trent Williams coming back. Also, yes, Debo had such a huge impact the offense, just in the amount of weapons that the 49ers have. You look at Christian McCaffrey, you look at Debo Samuel, Kittle, Juszczyk, I mean, everybody, to the point where all of these guys are such Swiss army knives that you don't know what they're going to do. You take a couple of those guys away, the 49ers become a little bit more predictable. So I do think that Debo Samuel coming back was such a huge boost, just in this offense being able to do what it does. But when Trent Williams is gone, man, you feel it. Yeah, I'm, Katie, I am so embarrassed because I told you last week, close your ears, don't don't <laughs> listen to this because I was on Jacksonville last week. I cannot believe I was on Jacksonville now. Uh, that was full fool's gold, uh, uh, you know, kind of a fake winning streak. You, you could see the difference in the two teams. It wasn't even close. And my power ratings now reflect that. I've got the 49ers, uh, the number one team in the NFL. Uh, they're healthy. They're, 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 they've got everything, offense, defense. And love the, you know, the pass rush from Bosa and, and Young. Those two guys are just coming at you. They're they're going to be so tough the rest of the year. Just hope, hopefully they stay healthy um, because that that's going to be a fun team to watch. Really fun team to watch. And if I could just add um, about, about the defense, like you said, Chase Young added to the defense was amazing. And I have to give credit to Steve Wilkes as well. I mean, he got a lot of heat uh, both in, inside the organization and outside the organization because this defense just looked lost over their three um, – 
previous game that they had all lost in, and they allowed 31, you know, 26 tons of points to be scored on them. He made the adjustments. He came down. He was on the sideline, which I think is a lot of what this 49ers defense identity is. These are, I mean, we're used to Robert Sala, where you had to hold him back, you know, from crossing over onto the field. And then you had D'Amico Ryans, who was down there. So came on the field, made the adjustments. And this defense was, was crazy. They generated four turnovers. They actually had more takeaways than the Jags were able to score points in this last game. They have 13 picks on the season, the most in the NFL. Um, and they really tightened up their run defense as well, allowing just three and a half yards per rushing attempt um, for the Jags. So really, really proud of this defense and have to give the credit to Steve Wilkes. Katie, Max, you're the best. Thank you so much. Will you tell everybody where they can follow you on social media and find you? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now at Katie Mox and on Instagram at Katie Mox Bets. Uh, and you can tune in to see me and your dad uh, weekly on Mondays and Thursdays for primetime pregame on CBS Sports HQ. And then I'm also um, on Sundays on CBS Sports Network, that other pregame show from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Well, we appreciate you. We'll have you back when we can fit you in with your busy right. schedule. But thank you so much. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, see you tomorrow guys. night. Yeah. Love it. A lot of props. Yeah, she does for great. Us. Oh, she does amazing work on the props. She really does. Her her I've been following her for two years now and uh she is really good. I was gonna ask her first touchdown score, but I know that's a big thing that you guys do on your so I figured she'd probably have to save it for the show tomorrow. I hit one last week. Did you? Ten to one shot, yeah. Uh, the Vikings and um Addison. Addison, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Those are those are some of the toughest ones. Um, should we just dive right into our place for tonight? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so we've got everything on the board: college football, college yeah. basketball, little NBA, um, and some hockey, of course. Let's start with the college football. Uh, more action. Um, and l- last night we had some uh, predictable outcomes. You know, Toledo had clinched a spot in the in the uh, championship game. Bowling Green was still playing for maybe a a shot and they were getting 10 uh, covered that game went flying over the total uh, Northern Illinois, very good team. Um, they came to play yesterday, 24, nothing win. Um, these two tonight, Miami of Ohio and Ohio are both still playing for uh, that other, uh, that other slot in the conference championship game against Toledo. So it's a must win game for both teams. Um, I like Miami of Ohio, like the Red Hawks here, Buffalo, um, not the same team. Lance Leopold, who's now at Kansas, was at Buffalo. And when he was at Buffalo, um, I believe he went like 24 and nine his last uh, three years there. Um, this team has only won like six games the last two years combined. So a different level of talent now. They have, haven't recruited the same type of athlete and they're not getting coached up as well. So um, love Miami of Ohio. I'm not sure why the money keeps coming in on Buffalo today, but it's down to seven and you can lay seven with with the with the Red Hawks. So I like the under in this game. Tell me what you think of that under 41 and a half. Buffalo six straight unders in their conference games and Miami, Ohio that you've been talking about. They have been holding their conference opponents to 18 and a half points per game. So that line has moved yes. a lot. It's yeah. down to 38. Okay. Yeah, there's no 41 no and a half. No 41 and a half no, anymore. I was, was going to say, down I like your 41 and a half. I'll, Where can I'll I find that. it? I, 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 I passed uh on on that total, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad you got a good number and went under there. All right, so that's it for me for college football. Do you have any more? Yeah, the other I passed the other game, so only two games tonight. So um, the only play I made tonight was uh, Miami of Ohio. Very good. Yeah, um, I only have one hockey play tonight, and Dang. 
it is another under. So yesterday I said nights and the under, but I don't know if I really. You said the under. You said you like the under. I wish I would have pushed that yeah. a little bit more. Knights did lose 3-0 to the Capitals. Good game, though, but the under was the better play. So we're going to try it again. The Flyers, Carolina Hurricanes, under six. Flyers are 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one this season. Carter Hart is doing very good um, at goalie for them. He has a 2.52 goal against average 91 save percentage. 2-0 to the under against division opponents. On the flip side, we don't have Anderson, so we do have the number two guy for the Canes, but... Ranta has done fine. He's a, he's a good backup goalie. Um, four and two on the season and a three goals against average. So he's also two and oh to the under at home. And you know what? Carolina is just better at home as a team. They're three and one to the under. That's a good team. Um, I don't have them rated as high as most people. A lot of people have them rated the best team um, in the East. Uh, they're very good, but I, I don't know if they're the best. Um, I, I agree with you on that tone. I played that under as well. I went under six, even money. Yeah. And that's it for hockey for me. So yeah, yeah. I I don't mind Sorry, the, I don't mind the anti Ranta in net for Carolina. He uh was the was in net with the Blackhawks when Robin Leonard was there. So it was the two of them as a tandem and then Ranta went to Carolina, came became the starter and now so I do like the under, but they the Hurricanes are a minus two forty money line. So I think two, we're gonna get the to third the, we're gonna get the, the third Flyers. stringer, I think. Uh Piotr Kochikov. See, I don't know if I can pronounce it. For the right. Canes? Yeah. Oh. Yep, he is uh, one in three this year with a 3.0 goals against. So I, don't, I, don't have my ra- I don't have my ratings here in front of me. I have them at home, but uh, <laughs> I think it's, it is a little bit of a drop-off to the third stringer. Yeah, maybe we don't want to go under six in that one. <laughs> well, well, I already uh, did. So. Four <laughs> total games. The Salami is 25 and a half. If you want to root for that one, not specific games. <laughs> you know, I like that under because uh, you can't score half goals. You can only score full goals, so... Uh, these are rounded up because most people bet this over. Right. Just like Frank said, uh, Chris Andrews said, hey, you can bet under. Yeah. So all, these are usually rounded a little bit higher than they're supposed to. Uh, this number to me should be more like 24, 24 and a half at the most. When I say maybe we shouldn't go under, I mean the people that are watching, they're gotcha. taking our advice. Okay. All right. So <laughs> college basketball, we skipped it yesterday. I'm excited to hit it today. You have three games that you have already bet on. Yeah, it's not a big big schedule. I, I, I bet quite a few more than three today, but uh, three that I really like. I like Duquesne a lot. Um, laid six. This is a good Princeton team, though. This is a Princeton team that won a couple games in the NCAA tournament last year and returned most of their starters. Uh, they're going to be outstanding once again, but Duquesne, um, big turnaround last year for Keith Drambot. Uh, he went from six wins to 20 wins, and he did it because of guard play. And he returns his best two guards. Uh, he went to the transfer portal, and he brought in a guy from from Georgia Southern who's going to be the best player on the team by far. He brought in a pair of twins that played with St. Peter's two years ago that made the NCAA tournament run to the Elite Eight, uh, who played a lot of minutes there. They're both big guys, and uh, he's just got so much talent on this Duquesne team. So I, I laid five. Uh, it's up to six right now. I think that's the right number. Not the right number, but I, I would still lay six. I made I made Duquesne double digits in the in that game. Uh total that I really like. Uh Georgetown is at Rutgers. Um the Georgetown team got very lucky to get Ed Cooley as their basketball coach. He left Providence. Uh he he'd taken his team to the NCAA tournament seven of twelve years. Well, very well respected. He just thought it he needed a change in his life and wanted to make a, a change and he wanted to go for a challenge. And he he's taken this challenge at Georgetown, but he has no players. 
So it's going to be a very bad team. He's got a very complicated offensive system that's going to take a year or two sometimes for players to grasp because right now they're thinking instead of just reacting. So their offense is horrible. He teaches defense. That's all about effort. They're going to play D. Rutgers, um, their coach, has had this Rutgers defense in the top 15 three of the last four years. Rutgers can play defense. So I went under 136 there. It's 133 and a half. I still made it even lower than that. I made it 125, and I'll be quick on the last one. Rice plays Texas. I went over that total 156. Rice loves to run. They're a very good offensive system. They play no defense. Texas is an outstanding scoring team, so that should be a fun one to watch. Should be very high scoring. How important is it? Because when we had Vinny on, he was talking about the specific sports, NBA, NHL, college basketball. You have these sharps that have their niche, right? So you just gave three plays that have all moved at least a point, two points. So it's pretty important to get the early number in college basketball. I It's in any sport. Right, in any of course. Sport. We, we were talking earlier about, you asked me if I played any of the NFL games early. I, I, I was betting a week in advance on the NFL games to get that best number. And I was getting, I was going under in a lot of totals because that's where my numbers were pointing to me. And I was getting two to three points advantage. And you talk to people about sports betting and this is how you win. First of all, you know, it, you have a 50-50 shot. With the number that's up on the board right now, we just take tomorrow night's football game, Baltimore's minus four. So you have a 50-50 shot no matter what team you play. But if you like Baltimore and you're able to lay three and a half, that extra half point is worth about 3%. So now instead of winning 50% of the time, you're now winning 53% of the time. And remember, you got to win 52.3 to break even because right. of the juice. So you're barely making money. If you could lay three, now you got a 7% edge um, over that number. And, and the way to get those numbers is by betting early. And they move, they move very quick. So you got to be, you got to have your work done. You got to be ready. And I always say that, you know, it's, you know, if you're going to wait to the last minute to bet, the number has been hammered out and that is the right number. And it's a 50, 50 shot, no matter what side you probably take at that point. We still have a few more minutes. I do want to hit on a point that you just said three and a half right there. You told me don't pay to tie. So I actually did lay the three and a half with the Ravens. I know you kind of adjusted and you want to talk about that a little Don't, bit for tomorrow's game. Yeah. But first, talk about that where you, I asked you, can I pay for the half a point and get to three? And your advice to me was? Never buy to a tie. If you're going to buy a half point, buy to win. That's the only thing I can say. If, you know, buy to, if you're going to buy it, you're buying to win, win the bet. And in the NFL, really, you know, the, things have changed, though. I said for years, the only number to buy on and off of was the three because it was a number that fell um, between 16 to 18% of the time. It's only fallen about 8% of the time this year. Crazy. The seven has fallen more than the three. Uh, you got the six, the four, the one, and the two. So there's so many more key numbers in the NFL now, and a lot of that had to do with the two-point conversion when they brought it in, moving, moving the extra point back. Um, things have changed drastically. But again, yeah, do not buy a half a point um, to tie. Buy a half a point to win if you're going to. And, and rarely, it's not worth it. It's like insurance. They don't offer it to you because they're doing you a favor. They offer you insurance on the blackjack table because they know it's, it's, the odds are in their favor. They're making a big percentage of money off every time someone takes insurance and every time someone buys a half point at the book, the book is making money. Now, do you want to get into 
tomorrow night's game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I said yesterday I made, I made Baltimore 10 and a half. You asked me what I made the game, and I looked, and I'm looking through my ratings and pulled up my sheet, and I was like, wow, it surprised me. Um, when I got home, I, you know, I looked it over on, on my betting sheets and on my betting sheets, I have all my notes and I've got home revenge. Uh, Katie mentioned that Katie Moxer, we had on earlier that, uh, Baltimore won at Cincinnati 27, 24. So that's a revenge. I call that home revenge at same season. Home revenge is worth even more for me. So it's a two and a half point adjustment. So I adjusted the game to eight and I'm still sitting there thinking, how do I have Baltimore eight over Cincinnati? Let me go back and look at Cincinnati and what they've been doing. Well, they had won three or four in a row until they just lost this weekend on, you know, a walk-off field goal. They had a good chance of continuing a winning streak. But I had dropped their rating three points early in the year because Joe Burrow was not healthy. And I didn't want to be betting on him. So I raised their rating up that three points. So now you make that adjustment. I actually had the game from 10.5 to 7.5 with the three-point adjustment for Burrow, which should have been there weeks ago. And then you got the two and a half for revenge. So I, I made Baltimore five in the game. I have, I have, I have no bet. I just pass it. Higgins is out as well, but you said injuries on both sides. Do yeah. you agree with the under, like Katie mentioned? Well, that's, I'm an under player. So uh, my number was right on though. You get two really good quarterbacks. Uh, that's, you know, that's not a game I really want to go under in when you got two really good quarterbacks. But if I was to bet the game and you had said, you got to bet it, Forget about your numbers. Pick something out. It, I would I would go under for the trend that's been happening um, on these standalone games, and it, it's such a big game. And it's also the second game of a divisional, which they've seen each other already, right. so they make adjustments. That's advantage to the defense. One more thing before we get out of here, I want to talk about the Pac-12 news. So they were trying to keep all the teams in the Pac-12, right? Washington State and Oregon State. Oregon State, right? And now the judge has granted Oregon State and Washington State the rights to all the money from the championship. Is that correct? Essentially, yes. So a judge granted Oregon State and Washington State control over the Pac-12 funds. So all other schools in the Pac-12 will still be competing as a Pac-12 school, go through their sports, whatever. But none of that money goes to those schools unless Oregon State and Washington State rule that they will share that revenue because they don't want to share, or in theory, you don't want to share the money that's going to the conference to schools that are actively leaving the conference. So there's also a grace period for the Pac-12 since the, those two schools, the Pac-12 is sitting under the eight-team limit to be a conference. There's a two-year grace period for them to get six more teams. Otherwise, the Pac-12 won't or Pac won't be recognized as a conference. So they need that money, that $400 million plus, to go get other schools and sit, figure out what they're going to do as a Pac conference. Very interesting. You think they'll be able to find other schools who want to join the Pac-12, right? Oh, I believe so, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, I'm sure Mountain West. Schools. I was going to say. Oh, so the, the Mountain West yeah. is going to move the Pac-12. Yeah. Pac yeah. They talked about an alliance, but the Mountain West wants more money than what the Pac-12 for those two. Well, they two have it now. Now they're going to get it. Now they yeah, have, right? they're going to have the money now with the judge making this decision. So maybe that deal yeah. will, will work out. We'll see. Did we get our graphic for our picks? The great white picks. Got we want to white. recap really quick. You had three college basketball. We're kind of staying off of 
NBA. We're I sta- mean, the only thing I would say with oh, the NBA my- is pay attention to home underdogs. I mean, the Wizards are giving up five to the Mavericks. The Wizards are not good, so maybe don't use them as a play. But um, the Sixers are five-point home dogs to the Celtics. They won that game uh, last week. And then Toronto is now a two-point, a point-and-a-half dog to Milwaukee with no Giannis, no Jay Crowder. And then the Trailblazers are 11-point underdogs to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have not looked good in any game this year. So do what you want with that, but I would pay attention to home underdogs. And there's some injury information on that. When you said Dallas 5 at Washington, that looks awfully low. Kyrie Irving is questionable. To me, it looks like Kyrie Irving is out at that number. And the other one, Celtics 5.5 over Philly at Philly. Joel Embiid has a hip injury. He's questionable. To me, it looks like Embiid is out if you're going to make the Celtics that big a favorite on the road to Philadelphia. So um, check those injuries out and make sure you know yep. who's playing or not. But again, the NBA is, is a schedule league. Check the schedule, see where they played. Yep. Are they rested or not? Or right. are they tired? Because that's this, that's this league. Okay. Well, do you want to recap your college basketball? Yeah, yeah three college basketball plays for you. Uh, Duquesne, uh, the Dukes minus the six. Uh, another, that's a Pittsburgh school. They're right there in Pittsburgh. Uh, and we've got Against uh, Princeton. Rutgers, Georgetown, um, under 133 and a half and Rice, Texas over 156. If Frank was here, he would definitely say, oh yeah, I'm going to go take that Rice, Texas over. Yes, he would. Um, Ryan, any <laughs> live comments that we have to get to before we get out of here? No, no one, uh, no one was interacting today. No one, probably because I ignored them yesterday and they thought I wouldn't look again. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for Kenny White. I'm Alex White. This is Punchlines. Remember, we're back tomorrow, same time, 12 to 1. And then we also have Sports by the Book from 3 yeah. to 4. I just want to say a quick happy birthday to one of my best friends, Carson Matisse. Uh, 24th birthday day. Very good. Happy Happy birthday, birthday. Carson. (laughs) Carson, hopefully you're watching, so you heard that. Um, Thank you, everybody who is watching. Please like and subscribe. We are trying to get to 700 now. This is Punchlines right here live at the South Point Casino.